Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, adventures, and ghosts. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched Candyman. Candyman is a 2021 supernatural slasher film directed by Nia DaCosta and is a direct sequel to the 1992 film of the same name. Set many years after the last of the Cabrini Towers were torn down, the film follows Anthony and his partner who move into a loft in the now gentrified Cabrini. A chance encounter with a laundromat owner exposes Anthony to the true story behind Candyman. Anxious to use the macabre details in his studio as fresh grist for paintings, he unknowingly opens a door to a complex past that unravels his own sanity and unleashes a terrifying wave of violence. Um, I will say this, having watched two Candymans now, yeah. I think as a horror villain concept, as a monster concept, yeah. Candyman may be one of the best, which is insane. Like, <laughs> going into Candyman, when you've got... Your ghost face and your 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 Michael Myers and your mm. Jason and Freddy and all these other super iconic villains and monsters and killers. Yeah. Candyman is the coolest. Yeah. It's the it's the best concept for a villain. Yeah. How do you kill a story? Yeah. I agree, man. I think it's like it's it's cool, like the concept alone is cool that he's this amalgamation of all different uh urban legends, like we talked about last time. Like that's just a cool idea in general. The look of the guy is insane. Like, the, there's so many layers to it because it's using all these urban legends with the hook, the bees, the coat, the height, the Tony's fucking voice in the first one. Like, mm. all of it is just like, this is just such a cool villain. And then not only that, he's like, arguably not even a straight villain. Like, there's enough there for you to go like, well, maybe he's not all wrong. Like... Maybe there's something there. Especially in this movie. Yeah, this movie in particular. Especially in this the movie. One. Definitely yeah. in this one, by the end of it. It's like... Well, he's the hero. Mm. It's almost like a superhero origin movie, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's insane. It's like he is, he's like the most fucked Batman in the world and that he is the protector of Cabrini Green. <laughs> he's the hero Cabrini Green needs. Yeah. Can I get a ruling on just the, the rules of the world, I suppose, in mm. that you're supposed to say the name five times... Yep. When looking in a reflective surface, would you say? Yeah, a mirror or a reflective surface, yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah, so like, for instance, even right now, where we're looking at a screen and we're seeing ourselves, because I just think it's worth noting Sean. that Tom has said Sean. the name five times since we've started recording. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, the intent, has, intent is is the key. Demo, I'm warning you, you're on three. <laughs> oh fuck me! Okay. Can I say this is big talk from a man? This is big talk from a man who, after watching this movie, watching this movie, stared down the blackened television screen of my house 
and uh, said it four times and then chickened out on the fifth. <laughs> Didn't chicken out. It was just, you know, just trying to just trying to have a go. Just having a go. Also, that wasn't too that wasn't reflective enough. I couldn't exactly make out myself in the in the uh, reflection of the TV. But I just want to know. So it's kind of like if you say it five times, it mm. doesn't have to be in the same sitting. So Tom just said I said it four times yesterday. Hmm. If I now say it once more while recording this, have I also done the five? No, no, no. It's it's five at once in the in a mirror. Like it's again, hmm. it's intent. You've got to like do it. Like because characters didn't, would didn't say the character the name- in the first movie do it separately though. Like she did four as like a joke, and then she did it one more time, and then it worked. That's why I'm just a bit unclear on the on the rules. Yeah. I think though, intent again, intent feels yeah. clear. In any case, Tom, you're dead now. I. I don't like this. <laughs> Cancel the podcast. Have you been stung by a bee lately? I have not. I've never oh. been stung by a bee, and I'm not about to start. Yeah. Okay? This film. Yeah. Can I just point out one thing that I don't love this trend, and modern movies are doing it now when they're kind of doing like a legacy-type mm. sequel thing. The original is called Candyman. Mm. This version is called Candyman. Right. Give it a slightly different title. Don't yeah, just name yeah. it the same thing. Even if you called it The Candyman, that would be nice. I agree. This could have been The Candyman. Yeah, true. It definitely had enough of them by the end. What's mm. that great great line by the by the laundromat guy? Candyman's not a man, he's the whole damn hive. Yeah, exactly. That is a great line. Yeah. yeah. Um, I agree, Sean, actually, because like, obviously Scream is another example where, especially when it's not a remake, it is... Like this one, obviously, like I read in the synopsis, it's a direct sequel to the to the 1992 yep. one. Mm. And then same for Scream. Why would you give it the same name as another movie that you acknowledge is within the same chronological timeline? Like it kind of does muddy the waters a fair bit. Well, there's been three Halloweens. I don't know. I, I just don't like that. But yeah. So they've they've ignored the other sequels that yeah. they did, I guess. This is a direct sequel to the one yeah. Correct. that we yeah. previously yeah. watched. Yeah. Interesting. This is a lesser film was for me. Mm-hmm. When we started it and it was like, oh, Tight 90, beautiful. Yep. Love a Tight 90 horror film. This felt like they tried to do too much stuff in too little time. Mm. And I'm sure that we've got a lot of positives to talk about. It, so I'll just quickly say the last negative thing on it. And that is that I didn't really like any character, mm. particularly our main guy, Anthony. He's just a fucking idiot. So from the outset, I didn't invest in him or his story. And I didn't really invest in anybody. And that was probably... That's a that's a failing, I think. Mm. Yeah, I look. I'm gonna I'm gonna back you up on that one. I I think I quite enjoyed the movie. It definitely didn't reach the heights of, of the first one, but then the first one was just yeah. To me, the first one was genuinely exceptional. I really really liked it. Oh, there was a lot to like, like you said. But I agree is that emotional investment was really hard to find, especially not only in the protagonist because like by the second half, it's like, well, who even is the protagonist now? It's it's. It's not him. It's kind of his partner. Like, I actually just found myself getting a bit frustrated with it because, yeah, I, do, I couldn't see the character. I wanted to get my character arc. I wanted to get a sense of who we're meant to be rooting for. Like, if, if he's our protagonist and him becoming Candyman is ultimately a, a weird sort of twisted victory, it didn't play like that because she was so scared of him. And the scene where his hand gets chopped off, which we'll get into in more detail, is so horrific. So I kind of found that. On that, on the protagonist front, it was a bit hard to connect. But then also on the murdering front, all the people who got murdered were kind of bastards, which, like, again, is, I guess, leaning into Candyman's actually a hero. But it also made those kills less meaningful because literally all of them were bastards. Like, we've got the art guy who's banging his intern or whatever it was. So, like, yeah, he's a, he's a dog. He's a piece of shit. 
And then we've got the girls in the bathroom who we see bully another girl, I guess, just to let us know that they're rubbish. Yeah. We've got the art critic, the woman who gets murdered in her house, who was just such a snobby, horrible person earlier that you don't feel much for her when she gets the gets the bump. And, like, I like, I really like that we don't lose the brother or his partner. I think that's actually really good because that's what... I just expected. So I like that they sort of went against that expectation and that basically they followed the rules. They acted wisely so they didn't get killed. Yeah. Um, but then it did mean that, yeah, no one who got killed did I really care about. Yeah, and especially because that short runtime mm. and then they, they, they kind of devoted a little too much time to his partner and her career pursuits. Right, right. And that, at that point in the movie, you're like, well, wait, is she, the, is she our main character? Yeah. Like, what are they... Yeah, they tried it a little bit too much, and they kind of did a bit of nothing in the end. Like it, for, yeah. It just the more I think about the movie, the less impressed I was with it. Mm. But there are there were many great positives. But Tom, did you have anything? To well, add? no, I, I I had a, a bit more of an opposite reaction to you. And weirdly, I've I've sat on it for a couple of days and had to think about it. And I think the more mm. I've thought about it, the more I'm like. No, I act for, like, again, I'm going to be a little contrary and a little fuckhead. Just no, playing, like. I'm going to play Candyman's Advocate, baby. <laughs> um, it's all right to like it because a lot of people have really loved it. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I think what I meant by that is that the things that I think, Damo, that you were saying mm. you couldn't grapple with, with, you know, the fact that uh, all these people who were dying, like, I couldn't care about these deaths, mm, mm. with the reveal at the end is that, no, well, no. Candyman's the the hero that of Cabrini. Like, yeah. he's the myth that's protecting yeah. a group of people who have who have being treated like shit. Like, mm. he's kind of this cult hero uh, around so many other sort of th- that that list of things that when Burke is listing all those awful things, and this is how yeah. we Candyman is how we deal with things that are still happening. Right. Like, I think through that lens, yeah, of course, mm. all the all the people who die uh, are all. Shitty white people. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I think I think there's 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 an element of like, well, at the end of the day, they all fuck up, Sean, as you say, by saying Candyman. Mm. The only character who isn't a white character who does the Candyman thing the five times in the mirror is Anthony, mm-hmm. who becomes Candyman. Right. So it's it's interesting to sort of look at it like through that yeah. that lens and and to I guess think about it like that. Yeah, and like I really quite like the the idea that. Him becoming Candyman is like is a twisted positive. Like I quite I quite like that idea. I just to me they didn't land it as hard as they could have. Like I said, I actually did really like a lot of this movie, but for me, yeah, I just wanted to I kind of wanted to stay with him for the entirety of the movie. And for us to be kind of in on the fact that even though this is horrific and terrible, what's happening to him, it's weirdly what this community needs. Where it it was still played for like, oh no, we should be scared, we should be terrified. We'll save that little twist for the end. I guess I just kind of wish that the audience were in on that a little bit earlier. Yeah. So that, yeah, if, we, if we're ultimately going to feel satisfaction from that, then I wanted that a bit earlier seated in, I guess. Yeah. I think it's still a bad satisfaction. Like, you shouldn't be... Like, it's it's that thing where it's like, well, it's it's the ending of Alien versus Predator, mm. right? <laughs> like, it's feel-bad cinema. Yeah. Mm, like, mm. it's it's not a good result, but... It's not the worst result because on one hand, well, no, he's, he's you know, standing up to fight oppression and do the things that he does. But he is also still a monster. Like, he's back. Yeah. By, he, he's fueled by belief. And I fucking love that they get Tony Todd to come back for that last yeah, little bit where yeah, yeah. finally we get the real uh, Candyman. More. Sorry, but give me more Tony Todd. <laughs> when I finally review this movie on Letterboxd, most of the stars I give it are for Tony Todd. <laughs> and it was really like a one-line thing. Give me more of him. Like, 
that's this movie kind of lacked that. So the first one, in a weird way, had this sort of sexiness to it because of Tony Todd, even though he's like this fucked up mm. character. There is like a just a, I think a natural sexiness to Tony Todd. Would we agree on that? Yeah, that's fine by me. He's got a he's got a sexy voice. Yeah. That first movie, it kind of had like a gothic sort of sex appeal to it mm. in a to, in a certain extent, and this one does not have that at all. I think right, which I think it misses. Yeah, but then I it does it doesn't play it for sexiness. But however, Yahweh Abdul Martin is an incredibly sexy man. So I think it definitely He's has... so fucking hot. Like, it's insane, that guy. <laughs> the sexiness is probably the wrong way to look at it. It is more of that sort of Dracula. It's like yeah. that seduction. Seduction, that, seduction. That dark yeah. seduction yeah. sort of thing. Whereas, yeah, this one, it's completely absent. And, yeah, I just wish... Probably wish they spent extra time on his character mm. and just shown him more of a shit-kicker artist. Right. So that, like, him almost saying that in the mirror is choosing the corruption. Choosing the dark path to help himself sort of selfishly yeah, okay. or something like yeah. that. They just didn't really explore it enough. I think it's also a thing, though, with you saying, like, well, the first film, it's it's Candyman seducing... Uh, oh, what's... Helen. I think Candyman is seducing Anthony, mm. but just in a, is different. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to I'm gonna show you. Mm. You're going to see it. And also, like, I, I also like the idea that because, because there are technically, like, seven Candymen... Mm. The fact that the one that he sees is the one he's been told about. Yeah, yeah. Like, the one that he is stalked by is the story he's been told by Burke. And so, Burke's going to make a new story by creating a new Candyman. But then, of course, that that fantastic shot of him walking around the car and you see all the different faces yeah, of all yeah. the different... Including Burke is one of those faces. Yeah. Again, I... I just, I just love the the final beat where he walks towards her and all the bees clear and it's Tony Todd mm, in all of his mm. sexy, terrifying glory, and he just says, "Tell everyone, yeah. tell them all, yeah, yeah, I tell them everything, yeah, yeah." And that's the thing. So, like, I want to get into the positives because I actually think there were plenty. Like, I, I really think the story is a super interesting one, and it's it's mostly done fairly well. Like those those issues, obviously, Sean and I were talking about before. I still have. But there's so I love the way that they tie so many threads for this one to the first one, yeah, and not just the big obvious ones like uh, spoilers, I guess, but the reveal that he was the baby that like I didn't see that coming, so that I thought that was really handled well. Hmm. But even just just like so much of the history and the Cabrini Green and Helen and all these like all these different threads that they're not like making a big song and dance about, but they've just slowly like woven them, stitched them together, and they're there, and it really did make it feel like a sequel, like yeah. it really felt like. Even though obviously this is so many years later, we've got a whole different creative cast behind it all. But I just, I think they really did capture something akin to the first one and tied it together in such a like clever, subtle way with all these little moments. That yeah, I could I I felt really impressed by that. Yeah, I love the intro. Yeah, oh, like, it's dude. Just the, the the whole mirror thing, but even like that recreation of the original and the aesthetic of this movie, a lot of it is really great. The yes, lighting, the yeah. design, the cinematography. There's some really cool shots in it. Yeah, and also I quite like the decision to, I think for the most part in the movie. The Candyman is really only seen in reflections. It's yes. not like an actual physical embodiment until the end. Right. So all the deaths, all the all the violent killings happen in kind of cool, reflective ways, mm, which I mm. thought was really good. I think she's a pretty good director. I agree. Well, that's I'm about to say that's that's what I'm really excited about is this movie has made me go, oh, I'm excited to see your career. Yeah. Because you're doing really cool, interesting stuff with the camera, with like shot choices, mm. with themes, like even just the simple beat at the very end of the film. Where 
Burke is like, we're going to create a new story because the cops are just going to shoot him because that's what the cops do. Mm. And then to have that shot where the cops come in is you do not see the cop responsible. You see an outline that is red and blue. Yeah. And that is it. Yeah. And it's like, even in, like, it's it's such a nice aesthetic of this abstract idea of police brutality mm. isn't even a man it's just the colors yeah and like constantly doing the city upside down as like tracking shots oh and yeah that's gorgeous the, yeah. The, the killing of the critic where it slowly zooms yes. out of her hotel yeah and then she's just lifted up across the ground and dragged across the yeah, window it's yeah. just yeah that's awesome it's a fucking beautiful looking movie yeah. a cool fact about this movie is that um uh, Nia DaCosta was the she's the first female black director to have a film at the top of the box office first ever wow that's cool yeah that, that is, is very cool. cool what did we say her next film was Was it, is she doing Marvels I think she's doing Marvels it looks like yeah. based on her uh, filmography she's got that awesome sh- with, with the same actress actually the lead actress from this is Monica Rambo. is she not uh, she could be I'm pretty sure she, yeah yeah Tiana Paris yeah She's in, and she's in Marvels, yeah. So that's good. Mm. Like, I think, yeah, she's got. I'll, I'll be keen to see her other stuff because there's some really cool stylistic stuff going on here. Yeah, and like, I like that so much of the cool stylistic stuff was centered around the the deaths, the murders. Mm. Like the one in the art gallery, one the lighting of using all the lighting from the the gallery pieces, like, was really cool. And then what you were talking about before, Sean, of like, we either get reflections, or it's like it's almost like an invisible man sort of thing happening yeah. at certain times. And it's it's so much more terrifying and and impressive to watch, and like obviously, partially because they couldn't do these things visually that they could in the first one. But I do think it like yeah, it takes what was good about the first one and elevates it visually for us on the storytelling front. Because I think for the first one, it definitely did some cool things, interestingly, like we talked about in the last movie. But this one really kicked it up a notch. And then even the shot with the bees at the end around the face. I really like that because I kept expecting the bees to come from inside of him somehow or crawl through his skin or something grotesque. And I kind of liked that they saved that till the very end, Mm. that we just have this insane swarm around his face that was like, yes, unsettling. But then like you talked about, Tom, also used to great effect when they finally parted and we get Tony. So, yeah, it just did so much well. And then the last thing visually we got to talk about is the shadow puppet stuff. Oh, Oh, fantastic. So cool. Such a cool choice. Yeah, like I don't know who came up with that and when that came into it, but fuck, it worked well. Well, because it's it's obviously that's the whole thing. Because he has a flashback where Burke wants to do. It's like his sister's shadow puppets, and he wants to play with the shadow puppets, mm-hmm. and she doesn't let him. Yeah, that stylistic choice to just constantly flick to these weird shadow puppet like makes it. Yeah, it makes everything scarier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree, man. I agree. Yeah, and they just yeah they just like worked, and then like even during the credits, we basically we get the shadow puppets play out of each of the different Candymen, including uh, Helen. She's like I love that she's still within the uh, pantheon of Candymen, um, and yeah, it's just like it's gorgeous but scary and unsettling and impressive. Like it just yeah really. I always think whenever you bring animation into a into a live action film like that, sometimes it works really well, sometimes it doesn't, and I think a lot of it comes down to the style of the animation uh, that you're choosing to use, and I it obviously needs to fit the tone of the story and this one just seemed to slot in perfectly it just fit the tone yeah. completely yeah i think there's some great interesting choices so there's that choice to do all your flashbacks with shadow puppets there's a really cool shot mm. when um anthony's in the lift with all the mirrors and he looks up because he can hear Candyman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and instead of giving us the view down it's just the view up again mm. it's the reflection but because of the way it's shot it just looks like the same scene and obviously because he's slowly becoming it's yes. just such there's again 
I'm really excited for all these other movies that she's going yeah. to make. Yeah, the visual storytelling is 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 really great. Make a shadow puppet movie. All shadow puppets, baby. <laughs> make a Marvel shadow puppet movie. Love to see it. Love to see it. Oh, yeah. Disney are fucking cowards. They'd never do it. They'll never go for it. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, were we scared? Yeah. Yeah. I think I have to yeah. say yes. Particularly earlier on. Mm. I find that often happens though. And then you sort of settle into the rhythm of the movie a little bit. Sure. Or in this case, because I didn't emotionally connect, I kind of disconnected a little bit from the story. Yeah. So I'm not really scared towards the end. I can't mm. really recall anything super scary towards the end. There's disgusting stuff, obviously, like the hand. Yes. Oh, fucking. Yeah. Why do I have to watch that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I I agree. That was pretty much my experience also where there's a lot of stuff at the top end. And, again, because the visuals were done so well, like I was both impressed and scared at the same time. The hand thing I definitely want to talk about because that to me was like – not yeah, definitely not the scariest moment, but the grotesquity of it all, of like the the soaring of it. And at first, we're not see we see the saw, which is like, oh, this is bad. We start to hear and and like get adjacent shots of him sawing it off. Oh, that's even worse. And then it's just like, and then there it is. We're gonna show it now. Like they really built up to that. And then the the one that really like made my gut sort of fall away a little bit was the the shoving of the hook up the stub. Oh of the yeah, like, that's yeah. like it was just done too well like I, I, the shuddering of it and uh the sound effect like all of it just worked to to go oh he really just shoved it up there right then <laughs> and you you know why it's so effective because like 
in a movie, a character losing a hand is like such a massive deal that it doesn't often happen. It's mm. often like a threat. It's like the threat of the violence. Right. And then like someone swings in or the hero saves the day and it doesn't happen. Yeah. But with this, it's that sinking feeling in your gut because you're like, it's inevitable. Like we actually can't stop this moment from happening. Yeah. He has to have that hook in his hand. Mm. And it's mm. just a matter, I guess, of how much are they actually going to show me? Yeah. And I probably didn't expect them to show it getting thrust into that. Yes. I thought they might cut away and show her reaction or something. Right. But no, nah, we saw it yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's Fuck. fucked. The violence is the violence is off off its head in this. Mm. Like it really is. But again, like so often it's weirdly gorgeous to watch because the, the cinematography is so good. Yeah. It lulls you in. Yeah, it does, it does. <laughs> Well, while we're talking about the scare uh, side of things, there was this this thing that I, I'm keen to hear your guys' reaction. So part of the marketing for this movie was a Snapchat filter where if people said the name into the Snapchat filter, something would happen to give them a scare. And I'm sure you can guess what. Fuck. Dear yeah. Jordan Peele and everyone involved in this movie, go fuck you. That's fucked. That's rude to the highest level oh, as possible. That's not a fun time. Good marketing. I respect it. It's good, but oof, mm. I would have... Yeah, I would have packed myself. <laughs> I'd probably do it. Uh, that's I th- that like earlier, Sean, when you said us being on this screen, uh, does that count? I'm like, are we going to get a fucking host reenactment here where you do something stupid over Zoom that we have to deal with? <laughs> I, I was uh, ready for you candy to start. Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How right. many was that, Sean? Three. It was a safe three there. I'm, I'm watching the back of your computer screen, Sean. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting to see if you'll go for more. <laughs> Well, that's that's it now. If I was to st- go again, I don't have to do two. I have to do five, right? It resets. Well, yeah, I think that's what we said. Yeah, okay. yeah. but again, it's all about intent. Yeah. Well, while you're testing those uh, those dangerous waters, let me ask this question: Did our characters act wisely or foolishly? Anthony's a dumb shit. He's an absolute fucking dipshit. Yeah. Just don't do it. Yeah. What kind of idiot would would do it? Yeah. <laughs> As I was just about to do it. <laughs> no, but it's so dumb. Very very dumb to do it. Um, yeah. And it's not like he's like those dumb schoolgirls where it's like, oh, have you heard about this? Let's try this. Mm-hmm. He's like researched this. He knows sort of what he's getting himself into. Right. Bad move. It is, however, the kicking of the stones probably really. So if you remove that, I would just say his decision to not go to a doctor when his hand is obviously fucked. Oh, yes, mate. Good call. Yeah. And nobody really comments. His girlfriend at one point is like, oh... What happened there? That's like the first when it first happened. So it's just like a bit of a bee sting. Yeah. Later on, he's interacting with people and he's got a fucked hand. His hand looks like a zombie. Yes, it like does. The skin is completely fucked. Yeah. Go to see a doctor. Right. I just wanted a doctor scene. Yeah. There was. Well, there, there was a doctor scene, but it was way too late and it wasn't satisfying because they didn't be like, holy fuck, dude, what the fuck happened to your arm? Yeah. Like, right? where's the reaction we need here? Yeah. Even like, uh, we've got to keep you in for observation and then he's like, fuck that and runs out or breaks away or something. Right. Like, there's never yeah, any yeah. like, it's just so weird. It's like such a disgusting injury yeah, yeah. that he doesn't really seem bothered by. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's gross. Does he know by that point, do you think, that he's like, oh, I'm too far gone, fuck it. There's nothing I can do. It doesn't seem that. It doesn't give no. you that in, that information. Well, I think he is starting yeah. to affect his, his mind as well. That's sort of the sense that I got. Well, yeah, because we picked up. I mean, it's quite obvious. His eyes start to do a weird thing almost mm. immediately. So, like, maybe he's already just fucked. Yeah. Well, it's also like anytime he's painting, it's very clear. It's like he's not in control of his body when he's painting. No, that's yeah. true. Yeah. They shoot it from below. He's kind of like in a trance almost. Right. Like, yeah. I love the first Candyman. I love this Candyman. Mm. The problem with both of them in this question is that because of the inherent concept of what the character is, mm. 
everyone in them is an idiot. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Inherently baked into the premise. Yeah, you are a, you stupid. You're real dumb, and you're gonna say it. Five, like five is so many. There's it so is. many opportunities to stop saying it. Yeah. But it's it's also one of those things though. Once you've said three, you kind of speed up. You get a bit of momentum. It's actually <laughs> I feel like if it was three, it's easy to say it like. Here we go, and I'm going to say the second time, and I'm done. Yeah. But, but, but for five, once you get to four, you're going downhill, and you're going fast <laughs> on, a, on you know, bike with no brakes. Oh, no, I disagree. You get to four, and then there's a pause. Slam those brakes like, on, oh, yeah. Should I do it? And then you do it. Well, if you're a dumb shit, you If do. you're in this yeah. movie. <laughs> or Sean yeah. Carney. Well, yeah, I feel like probably I would have done it. No, I don't know. I'm a scaredy boy. I, don't, I just think I respect scares. I wouldn't probably do it. Yeah. Like, You've done it. No, I haven't done it. I've done five. You've come close. Yeah, that's not five though. Mate. <laughs> I, I that's the thing. I think like I would. Like us watching this as a movie, we're like, okay, this is definitely done for entertainment purposes. But like for the characters, no, it's it's very much like you know, obviously a superstition, sure, but still, you would you would not play with superstitions. You wouldn't play with those myths just because just in case. Where for a movie, like ah, we're I still wouldn't play with it. We're still avoiding it. But I would be a lot safer knowing it came from a movie than actually thinking it was grounded in some kind of actual urban legend. Mm. Anyway, so yeah, look, pretty dumb. A lot of dumb. A lot of dumb in this movie. But like you said, Tom, necessary dumb, needful dumb, part of the movie yes. DNA dub. Yeah. Needful dumb. <laughs> yeah. Needful idiocy. While we're talking about needful idiocy, how would the three of us do? Um, I think we're fucked. Yeah. Because yeah. Sean's going to say it. Sean, yeah. I think one of us has to. Yeah. Probably. And it's you. And also. Otherwise, you don't have a movie. No. So we watch this movie. It ends. Sean says it five times in the TV. We all die. We are three white boy podcasters. Mm. We are the worst people, the worst demographic of all in time. In the world. <laughs> yeah. Statistically, <laughs> our demographic, three white boy podcasters, we deserve to die. <laughs> uh, I've never been sung by a bee. I could be allergic. Yeah. I don't know. We. It's never been tested. Never been tested. So <laughs> my, I, I think I should know this, but I think my older brother is allergic to bees because I remember bees being a big thing when we were kids. Right. So I've always had a healthy fear of bees. Okay. So I don't want to. Get, I don't want to be near them. Interesting. So maybe I can't get stung, but uh, I feel like I have to. I, this feels like one of those movies. Just the, the way this movie sets itself up, mm. this world. There's a feeling of inevitability. Yep. Yeah. 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 I just think. Yeah, I don't think you can stop. It's it. sinister all over again. You can't stop stories, boys. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. No. It's it's we we engage with the story. Sean says it, and we die. Yeah. and and we become the we just become fuel for the continuation of the myth of Candyman. Yeah, not even interesting fuel. No. Though. So like one of the ones that people kind of forget about. Yeah. A footnote. Like yeah, maybe a yeah. kid somewhere would be like, "Oh, you remember those fuckheads, the scaredy boys?" And they'll be like, "No." <laughs> yeah. Again, I think I think the only solution we have is that one of them fucks sharks. <laughs> hey, hey. Oh, what a beautiful callback. <laughs> I think I think the only recourse we have is maybe something similar we did last time, where we offer. Candyman a spot on this show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. I don't know if he cares as much, especially because, like you said, our, our demo, he's like, look, I don't want to don't want to be seen hanging out with three white boys. Uh, no, but, no, thank but you. But he does want us out of the picture. So if three white boy podcasts, other three white boy podcasts, copy our white boy podcast, he can kill them too. <laughs> Did we survive the first movie? I can't remember. I don't think so. Did we get him on the podcast? Like, to what end, though? Wouldn't he then tell everyone who's listening to just say it five times yeah yeah so he'd love it i guess yeah yeah well we don't, you don't need to say it five times it's just confirming that he's real yeah tell everyone we would we tell everyone on the podcast so here we go damo and i live because mm. sean says it five times dice 
Candyman shows up. He's going to kill both of us. And Damo are like, we'll talk about this on our podcast, Scaredy Boys and yeah. Episodes, every Friday. We'll tell everyone. Yeah. And we'll tell everyone. And Tony Todd is like, okay. <laughs> to be honest, with Tony Todd's voice, how could we not have him on an audio format? Oh. And then also, I've started a new podcast called Short Tales, where it's my stories written and read by me. If I could have them written but read by Tony Todd, yeah, he can come on and say whatever Candyman shit he wants to. There you go. Are you kidding? That voice? Please, thank you. That's a worthy. That's a worthy sacrifice of Sean's life, I think, to allow. I'd do it to Tony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony yeah, would yeah, just yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. "Say it," and I'd be like, "Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, Daddy. Anything." <laughs> <laughs> yes, Daddy. <laughs> I also, <laughs> I also think there's a poetry to like. We love story. We generally yeah. love story. That's what gets me up in the morning. So the idea of story. Being the thing that kills us, I don't know. There's a poetry there that that speaks. It's not to bad. Me. Feels good. <laughs> well, I don't know. If it feels good, but <laughs> well, it yeah. doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. It feels. Yeah. It feels bad. It feels real bad, man. Does it feel better or worse than calling Tony Todd Daddy? <laughs> Way worse, Don. Way worse. What's calling Tony Todd Daddy feels feels right. <laughs> just. What's the line from the from the original from groin to gullet? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Needed a bit more of that in this one. With, yeah. so, wait, just you say, got me from groin to gallop, daddy. Why not? Why not? And that is all the Scary Talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. And I've been Tom. And if you Scary listeners have any comments about this episode, or would like to say hi, you can email us at 3 at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at Scary Boys or individually, I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Carney from 55. I'm at Orchid Trade. Stay scared, everyone. Make a shadow puppet movie. All shadow puppets, baby.